It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Miami Dolphins and individual players have a lot on the line in Week 18 in the AFC East Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. But who has the most to prove? That is our subject here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Tip of the Cap to our everydayers, because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply today on the show. It is our last spotlight before Dolphins, Bills, Week 18, Sunday Night Football, AFC East Championship on the line. A uh, chance to be the two seed in the AFC playoffs. There's a lot at stake here. Uh, there, there's a lot for a lot of players. There's a lot for this team. The opportunity, kind of the build up to this season, the opportunity appeared that this team had uh, to to make the most of it. And um, one thing that I, I think is important to to kind of uh, compartmentalize before we get into our, our three segments here on the show, offense, defense, and coaching staff. We get three downs here, uh, puts this thing in the end zone. Uh, so we'll, we'll start with first and goal, uh, talking about the offensive side of the ball here on Locked on Dolphins and the players with the most approval on that side of the ball. But the one thing that I do think is important to compartmentalize is any big picture conversations in my mind about the Dolphins head coach and the Dolphins quarterback specifically. Um, I, I think their full body of work this year has already answered their questions. Is Mike McDaniel a perfect head coach? No. Is Tua Tungvaloa the perfect quarterback? No, he's not. But they have alleviated, if you wind the clocks back, and if you don't live in this exact moment, this emotional moment, where there's so much on the line right now, whether it's a success or a failure, and you look at what the questions were all offseason leading up to September, I think those questions for both of these two individuals at this point in time have been answered. I think Mike McDaniel has provided you with an answer. There is a renewed investment in the running game. There's still short yardage down a distance situations where you want to see uh, improvement. There's still better selection on when to utilize challenge flag. There's still times where the timeliness of calls pops up on you and it bites you from time to time. There's the mechanics and the efficiency of the offense in road situations and not allowing things to your team to snowball, but the Dolphins 
have avoided the big thing that happened to them last year, the five-game losing skid and the three-game losing skid. Some of that's because the quarterback has stayed healthy, but not all of that's because the quarterback stayed healthy. They've bounced back from adversity on a number of occasions. They've taken the injuries better in stride this year than they did last. A Toronto Armstead injury last year would have crippled this offense. It had, did not on more than one occasion this year. This team improved in the win-loss column. This team is going to be going to the postseason for the second time. I think that's important to compartmentalize that. Because I know there's a lot of emotional fans who want this Dolphins team to so desperately make the most of this opportunity, and they feel like if it doesn't happen, then you have to look at everything. I think there's individual players you can look at, and I certainly think there's a team narrative that is important to discuss. But you can, there, there's no need to look at Mike McDaniel. There's growth that needs to happen. You can't want the flash and flare of Mike McDaniel and his play callings as a first-time head coach and not be willing to accept the growing pains that come with a first-time head coach through the first two seasons. And Rome was not built in a day, and neither was Don Shula. Don Shula lost to Joe Namath's Jets with the Colts. Despite being heavily favored, that was not the end of Don Shula, right? There, there's a process and an evolution. And Mike McDaniel is a very young head coach. Tua in the system answered those questions. So with that, all that out of the way, we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball. First and goal here on Locked On Dolphins. Offensive players who do, I think, have the most to prove here in Week 18. The first name that comes to mind to me is Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously 3,400 receiving yards plus in his first two seasons as a member of the Miami Dolphins. He's been everything the team could possibly have hoped he would be. But there is still a dragon left for him to slay, and it's not 2,000 yards. Forget about 2,000 yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill was brought in to the offensive side of the ball to be the big play catalyst and to be uh, one of the faces of this organization and to do it in big moments against big teams. And Tyreek Hill has largely not had impactful games when playing against the Buffalo Bills to this stage of his career, particularly in Miami. And I think that for Tyreek to be everything you dreamed and hoped he would be for the Dolphins, specifically for the Dolphins, the team has to make the next leap, and Tyreek Hill has to be a large catalyst of it. He's done a nice job playing through the ankle injury. Um, and he has been putting his best foot forward. And he is obviously going through adversity this week with uh, the fire that happened at his home on Wednesday. And it, we're very thankful to hear that everybody's okay. And that, of course, takes front row and center stage for Tyreek Hill in his life. But if you're talking about on the gridiron version of Tyreek Hill, in the same way that you needed to have, or you, you didn't need to, but you wanted to have a breakout performance against Bill Belichick. Well, Belichick largely had a lot of success bottling Tyreek Hill, including in the first matchup between those two teams this year. The second game featured a breakout for Tyreek. Him and Waddle both went off in that game. And this isn't to say Jalen Waddle's going to play against Buffalo, but if Miami's going to win this football game, Tyreek Hill needs to be Tyreek Hill against the Bills. I don't think this is lined up and handed off 35 times type of approach. And certainly not with what Tyreek Hill's getting paid and, and who he's supposed to be for this team. It's a big moment. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time big moments. 
Tyreek Hill's a big-time player. We know that. It's a big-time moment. We know that. It's time for big-time plays to show up as well. I think the other name that comes to my mind is Liam Eikenberg. And Liam Eikenberg has made his first start of the year at center against the Bills and was ravaged the first time these two teams played. And thankfully, I do think my, uh, Liam Eikenberg has shown a significant amount of growth. But Liam Eikenberg is also entering into the final year of his rookie contract next year. The Dolphins have a decision to make at the center position. The Dolphins have a decision to make at the left guard position. If the Dolphins want to feel good about the possibility of going out and getting into your offensive lineman, but feeling like they can generally pencil Liam Eikenberg into a spot, be that they're going to re-sign Connor Williams, but they don't need to go out and get a different center because Liam's going to hold that spot down. Or if Liam's going to get penciled in at the left guard spot as a player because they need players on rookie contracts to fill holes on the roster so they don't have to go out and sign players for 5x the value. If that's, if that's the mentality, this game is important for Liam Eikenberg. It is the litmus test of growth. Because quite frankly, he got his, his butt kicked by, by Baltimore. And there's a lot of interior offensive linemen who come out of a game against the Baltimore Ravens in their defensive line and say they got their butt kicked. So there's not a lot of shame in that. But if you, in succession, get your butt kicked against Baltimore and get your butt kicked against Buffalo for the second time, I certainly think it changes the appetite of willing to allow Liam Eikenberg to be penciled in to, as an answer on your offensive line going into 2024. Because if there's no growth from performance one to performance two against this team with how important it is to beat this team, I, I think it at least makes you re-examine and look a little closer at that situation. So those are the two players for me. Critical players for Miami. The heart of the offensive line, Lee Mikeberg. And Tyreek Hill, your best player. Offensively, those are the two I think with the most to prove against Buffalo because of their individual paths against Buffalo and what's at stake, both this year and next year for the Dolphins. We are going to switch gears and turn over the defensive side of the ball. I have one name in particular I think jumps out in a big, big, big way with a lot to prove against Buffalo. We'll talk about that next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. As we turn our sights to the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on finding the team around you that is the right team to surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. It's a vast network with more than a billion professionals. Makes, makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses rate getting a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats it might not have the time or resources it would love to for the hiring process. It's thankfully with LinkedIn. The process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports 
that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So we were a little uh, late in the play clock getting the first and goal, <laughs> which is our, our look at the offensive side of the ball players with the most approved for the Miami Dolphins in week 18 against Buffalo. Let's get right into second and goal. The Dolphins, players with the most approved against the Bills on Sunday Night Football. This one's pretty cut and dry for me. Uh, I, I think the player with the most approved is Andrew Van Ginkle. I think there's the the player who stands the most to gain. The Dolphins are down Bradley Chubb. The Dolphins are down Jalen Phillips. You're going to have a three-man rotation of veteran Melvin Ingram, veteran Emmanuel Agba, and young unproven player Cameron Good to eat up the Bradley Chubb snaps. Okay. Don't love it. Got to do what you got to do. I would have maybe knocked on Justin Houston's door and seen what was what was up there. Uh, the Dolphins, however, feel like that rotation's enough. And if that rotation's going to be enough, then Andrew Van Ginkle, as a player with an expiring contract, is going to have to play his best football of the season here, down the stretch, for Miami to have the pass rush uh, volume that they need. And let's let's look at Andrew Van Ginkle a little closer this season. He's had a lot of impactful games. He's three tackles away from setting a career high in tackles. He's already set a career high in sacks by half a sack. He had five and a half in 2010. He has six, according to Pro Football Reference, in 2023. He has a pick six. He has eight passes defensed. He is two quarterback hits away from setting a career high in quarterback hits. And he's one tackle for loss away from tying his career high in tackles for loss with nine. So the production's been good for Andrew Van Ginkle. He's also played 70% of the snaps for the Dolphins this year. If Andrew Van Ginkle is going to put the exclamation point on what has been a very strong season and maximize his individual market, be it with the Dolphins or somebody else, strong performances against Buffalo and whatever games are left to follow this season are going to be very important for Andrew Van Ginkle because he is one of the marquee pieces of this pass rush room right now. The good news is I think he can do that at a high level. The challenge is how do you get those reps and maximize those reps versus the early down reps as a all-around defender and run defender where he's probably better off the ball than he is on the edge. Because bigger offensive linemen and double teams are challenged for a player of his stature just because he's not the size of Bradley Chubb or Jalen Phillips. He's not as long as Bradley Chubb or Jalen Phillips. It is anatomical facts. He's got to be more technically refined, and then even then, the anchor is a bigger challenge. 
I don't have the answer. That's Vic Fangio's problem to figure out. We'll talk a little bit more about Vic in third and goal. But Andrew Van Ginkle is the player who is ripe with the opportunity, I think, to put an exclamation point on his season and deliver the kind of performance the Dolphins need in order to work through the adversity that they've been dealt from an injury perspective as things currently stand. I think Christian Wilkins is another one. Christian Wilkins has played some outstanding football games for the Miami Dolphins throughout the course of his, uh, what is it, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. His five seasons in Miami. I should have known that. Not a math guy, though. He's played some outstanding football. He will need to play his best football for the Dolphins to win on Sunday. And Zach Sealer, too, but you know what? Zach Sealer just got a contract. Christian Wilkins is asking for probably $25 million plus. And if you're going to be a $25 million plus a year player, you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's a good example. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their edge rush group has not been particularly robust for the past several seasons. Uh, they have a first-round pick of George Karloftis this year, who's one of their marquee pass rushers. Uh, but they generally get their pass rush productivity on the inside from Chris Jones. Last year, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, George Karloftis and Frank Clark were the leading edge guys with sacks, with six and five. Chris Jones had 15 and a half. And that's how a player like Chris Jones gets paid the kind of money that Chris Jones is getting paid. Miami now suddenly finds themselves in that boat. Van Ginkle's got six. Agba's got five and a half. You had Phillips, who was on pace for probably 12 to 13, 14. Chubb had 11, but they're out of the. So the kinds of players that you have are six to eight sack a year guys on the outside. Be a $25 million a year player in these moments and show the Dolphins that they indeed have to retain your services because you're capable of moving the needle to that degree. And Wilkins has had a lot of moments with Buffalo. I know Bills fans hate him. Uh, he'd probably get under my skin if he was not on my football team too. But we love him. <laughs> uh, we love Christian Wilkins. And he's been outstanding this year. He's met, met the call. But if you want the exclamation point that going into the offseason, when the Dolphins have to start looking at their pass rush room, their roster construction, their big-time commitments, and they want to look at, hey, we got Chubb and Phillips who are going to be coming off of injuries who might be PUP candidates and miss the first month, month and a half of the season next year. What do we do with the edge group? What do we do with the defensive line? Do they say we need to go out and get a bunch of guys, or do they say it's okay? Christian can hold us over. Christian's capable of taking over games. Christian is that elite player that he bet on himself to be. I don't know which way it's going to break, but that's the statement opportunity he has against a couple of guards for the Bills who did not play well against Patriots. McGovern and O'Torrent and Torrance. Osiris Torrance. That neither one of them played well against the Patriots. So if you want to be that guy, go be that guy. Go get that contract and go win this football game. Those two guys up front are going to be a big defining factor for the Dolphins and their success or lack thereof on Sunday night. Uh, coaching staff, 
talked a little bit about Mike McDaniel. We're going to talk a little bit about Vic Fangio here as we bring this episode of Locked On Dolphins to a close. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around the New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space, but you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning, and now you actually want to eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's dive right into it. Uh, third and goal here, Locked On Dolphins coaching staff uh, personality with the most to prove here in week 18 against the Bills. It's got to be Vic Fangio. It's got to be Vic Fangio. Uh, and the reason why I think it's got to be Vic Fangio is because the Dolphins offense has been provided with riddles and hurdles all season long. And the Dolphins defense has had its fair share of injuries as well. But the core nucleus of guys on the defensive side of the ball, even after Jalen Phillips' injury, really, uh, hadn't been interrupted. You had a core of about 13 guys that were playing predominant. You had your, your base 10, and you had Raquan Davis as the nose tackle. You had Cater Kohu as the nickel. And then you kind of had like this rotational pass rush when Chubb and Phillips were here. It was Vander Van Ginkle. Like that was the nucleus of the defense. The offense, you know, you've had Waddle out, you've had Hill out, you've had Mostert out. You had the, the you were down the one starter on the offensive line for a stretch. Defensively, now your this group of injuries, Howard and Chubb, really interrupts what your nucleus was. And I will say this: if you want to be a championship caliber defense, no matter what the reasons were, you can't play games like the one that you played last Sunday. That's not championship caliber defense, and there, there's no point in any season in, in the season where those kinds of games happen. And I understand Howard went down early. And I understand the Dolphins offense went forward on some short fields trying to get back in the game, and they didn't get it. And then they had turnover that set you up just before half. And then you had the backups come in, and they fumbled immediately on their first play back. I get it. All that's not complimentary football. I understand. But the reputation of Vic Fangio. And the experience of Vic Fangio sets a certain bar of expectation. And the certain bar of expectation is you got abused on a singular concept last week against Baltimore. You didn't, it, it didn't seem as though the group adjusted. It seemed like the guys that were forced into playing 
weren't necessarily fully prepared to play. You got to solve this riddle. You're the highest paid defensive coordinator in football. You're one of the, the most intelligent defensive minds currently attached to the game. Put together a game plan that's a winning game plan for 60 minutes against this football team. As the Dolphins have never needed it more. Miami has a pristine opportunity. They obviously got the win last year at home against Buffalo, so it's not like the monkey's completely on their back. But the recent history in this rivalry is lopsided, and rivalries are only rivalries when both sides are playing and taking. And Miami has had quite a bit taken on their behalf. I think the best way that you can boil it down is this. The Buffalo Bills are, what is it, 12 of their last 14 games against Miami. The Bills have won. I'm sure any Bills fan that you you might happen to know would be able to tell you uh, the exact record uh, of that off the top of their head. But since 2020, put this in perspective. The Bills and Dolphins have played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, including the playoff game. The Dolphins have won one. So if you don't include the playoffs, just do, you just want to do regular season. The Dolphins are one in six since 2020 in their last seven regular season games against the Bills. Well, this isn't a Vic Fangio stat, but this is relevant. This organization is 11 and five. Nine and eight, nine and eight, and ten and six since 2020. That's 39 wins and 16, 24, 22, 27 losses. You are 39 and 22, 27, 39 and 27 since the start of 2020. If you remove the Bills games, you are 38 and 22. You have almost a two-thirds win percentage as a as a franchise if you remove the Bills games. So that that's the magnitude of the game, right? Is you got to put that era of one-sidedness in this rivalry behind you. And that's why it feels like there's so much at stake for the Dolphins in this game. And that's why uh the performance of the coaching staff and, and getting everybody ready to play. And I look at the defensive side of the ball with the changes that are incurred this week is where there's so much to prove. The Dolphins will play a game next weekend no matter what. Would love to be at Hard Rock Stadium. But that's up to Miami. And a lot of the names that we went over here today on the show. That is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Hang in there this weekend. Sunday night will be here before you know it. The Dolphins will play host the Buffalo Bills with first place in the AFC East on the line. Very big matchup, a lot at stake. And let's see what the Dolphins are ready to show us when they take the field. And I will be here after the game to cover everything you need to know in the aftermath. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.